Our problem is this. How can regular people like us, who didn't grow up with the most uplifting mentors and really only learned how to hold ourselves back, how do we create true financial freedom, true emotional or even relationship or even overall health freedoms by just understanding our strengths and doing everything our way, getting results in a way that is truly authentic to who we are? That's the problem I'm committed to solving with this podcast. My name is Eddie Villa, and it's time to unleash your strengths. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Unleash Your Strengths with Eddie Villa. So good to be here. So good to be honest and be able to take us, I mean, take both of us, right? Take both of us, you and me, you, the listener, and me, the guy who's talking into a microphone, <laughs> taking our first steps into 2020, being fully authentic. Now, here's the deal. I've, I've, um, I've talked a lot about this uh, over this, uh, just the first few episodes of this year, and I'm going to talk about it again. Living a life fully authentic requires an embracing of fear. <laughs> I'm just going to get pretty deep pretty fast here. Living authentically requires, it sounds sexy, right? Doesn't it sound like, ooh, this is hot. I want to live authentically. I want to just be authentic. Okay, well, careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Living authentically, living fully authentically where you're just telling the truth and you're just honoring your Clifton strengths with everything you do requires two things. Number one, an embracing of the fear that shows up when you live authentically or when you make the mental decision right? Even subconsciously to live authentically, you have to embrace the fear. Number one, embrace it. Love it. Don't try to get rid of it. Don't try to shut it out. Talk to it. Listen to it. Embrace it like it's a loved one. Okay. That's number one. And number two, be ready to be vulnerable. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be honest about what is going on. You can't sit around and going, I don't care about what other people think because you and I know that's a lie. Don't try to convince me that you don't care because the more and more you shout, I don't care. I really don't care. Me thinketh doth protesteth too much. <laughs> it's okay to care. It's all right. It's okay to care what other people think. You see, because if you care what other people think, or I should say when you care, what other people think, you're going to get some good feedback. Not always. But I'll tell you this right now, that if you really shut out what other people think, you're definitely going to miss good feedback. Feedback that you and I both need to hear, okay? So it's okay to care what other people think. But what I want to talk about today is stop focusing on stuff, yeah, and it's not S-T-U-F-F, okay? Stop focusing on it. Um, what I'm, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's just really struggling right now. And uh, this friend of mine is, you know, being real about where they are. Okay, I'm not going to say if it's a he or she, all right? So don't worry. This, so I might be a little bit grammatically incorrect, but I'm going to say they, Okay. This person is um, in a very dark place and I totally get it because I've been there and I'm going to walk you through how I kind of get myself out of it every day, okay? But in a, this person's in a very dark place 
There's a constant focus of what's not working and who's not helping, who's being supportive, who's not being supportive, you know, who's not being loving, who's not caring, uh, the, the other people around this person that aren't like helping. Okay. There's a constant focus of that. There's also a constant focus on the past, where things went wrong, where things screwed up, where things, where, where, where they dropped the ball. Okay. And if you're constantly, you have to think about this. If you're constantly thinking or talking about the people that aren't supporting you or loving you in the way that you want to be supported and loved, and you're thinking about all the times you've screwed up, you have to understand that there's nowhere for your mind to go, but to believe that that's just going to continue and you might as well give up, not get out of bed. You understand that? There's, there's no alternative. Your mind can't think its way out of, you know, you can't like, you can't think your way out of these situations if all you're doing is focusing on the stuff. Okay. So I want you to think about this for just a second. Uh, Mel Robbins in her book, uh, The Five Second Rule. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. And by the way, I highly recommend you read books, okay? <laughs> Just, you have to read, all right? Not all readers are leaders, but all leaders are readers, okay? So I want you to think about this. This is a great book. Uh, she says this in her book, and she says, um, what we focus on expands, okay? So I want you to think of your mind as a constant magnifying glass, so no matter what you think of, it always gets bigger. No matter what you look at, whatever you focus on, it just gets bigger, right? So like if you're going to get on a plane and um, you're thinking about, oh my gosh, like all the times that planes have crashed and you're thinking about the, the movie Alive, <laughs> right? These are bad things to think about because what happens is when you think about them, your brain just, all it knows how to do is to magnify it, bring it to more to the surface, and I'm sorry, but nothing good comes from looking at the bad. Nothing good comes from looking at the bad, ever. It, it doesn't. And I'll, I'll tell you how I discovered this in a minute. So I can prove it to you, walk you through it, walk you through the steps on how to shift that crap. So if your mind, for whatever it is you focus on expands, you have to ask yourself, what is conducive to me getting what I want? right? Is it focusing on where I've screwed up and where I failed so I can continuously beat myself up thinking that something good is going to come from that? Or should I give myself a break, a little bit of grace, and then try focusing on the times that I things did go well? Looking at your strengths, and this is the, the saving grace for me, looking at my strengths always brings me back. Always. So let me, let me walk you through how this worked for me. So back in the day, uh, I used to work for a large corporation, okay? And while I worked at this large corporation, it was a, it was a constant dogfight to, to prove my worth with the company. Uh, every day, it was always a dogfight. I always had something to prove. I always had to report to my superiors, and I always had to have my, you know, the people that worked for me to report for me. It was, it was a constant reporting Right, and, and I know why. Every time I had to report something to my boss, it was always about how do I make this look good so they don't think about firing me. That's just the way my brain was going. Now, was that their intention? Doesn't really matter. <laughs> Who cares? 
What matters in this story was my perception, what I focused on. And so because I focused on it, the constant reporting, the constant need for numbers to be um, every day, there, there had to be sales every day. Uh, there had to be uh, checks deposited every day or whatever. Just stuff had to be done every single day. Numbers had to be reported. And the way I chose to focus on it was, you're not good enough. You need to prove every day that you are. So I would go into work every morning thinking that I was not good enough and that I had that day to prove that I was. That was the way I worked. And for some silly reason, it was, it, I, okay, no, not for silly reason, but this is, this is weird. I'm actually just now realizing why. So as I'm listening, as I'm recording this episode, I'm literally having an epiphany. Holy cow. <laughs> I was going to talk about this, but now I realize how one fed into the other. Every morning I woke up and this was my ritual. I would get in the shower and I would put on shampoo. And the moment shampoo hit my head, my mind would wander. Okay. I have three strategic thinking strengths in my top 10, which means I enjoy being in my head. It's important to me. Okay. It's important for me to think and create and learn, okay? So strategic, uh, futuristic, and learner are all in my top 10. So all three of these strengths dictate that it's a desire for me to think, create, and learn. And it's true. I love it. I enjoy it. I, and I love being in my mind, especially when I think about the future. But when I was at my ritual was before, um, when I used to work for this other company, was I would get in the shower and I would immediately start to beat myself up for what I didn't do yesterday. Whatever it is, just easy. Just I'd find it's so easy. My friends, I'm telling you right now, if you want to think about something you didn't do yesterday that really could have saved you, but now it's too late and you're screwed. If you want to think about that, if you want to focus on that, it'll be very easy to find them. Okay. Um, just, I can just, I can, I can take a rock, throw it in the air and hit some, anybody who, who could do that. Okay. Who could sit and think about something they didn't do yesterday. But I would be in the shower and I would shower and I would, as I was showering, it was a, all right, let's see where Eddie's a failure today. That was my, my morning routine. So no wonder now that the big epiphany is I, no wonder I would walk into work feeling like I had to prove myself because if I didn't, then my bosses would find out I was a failure and then I would be fired. That's, that was how I rolled every day. Thank goodness I actually enjoyed what I did for a living. Can you imagine, like, if I didn't? <laughs> oh, gosh. And I'll be honest. I think that's some people's life. They wake up. They shower. They hate themselves. They go to work to prove themselves to keep the job they hate. Like, I honestly believe that a lot of, there are a lot of people in this country in particular who live life that way. And I'm not pitying you, my friend. I'm not. I don't, I don't believe in pity. Uh, what I believe is empowerment. I believe is pointing out your muscles, not pointing out your stupid weaknesses that are, that are irrelevant. So when I would go into work, I would focus on, oh my gosh, I suck. I need to prove myself today. And I would never, never once did I ever, I don't think in the history of my employment, did I ever go home feeling like I totally nailed it. I felt like I had good days versus bad days, but I wouldn't say I ever walked out of work going, I owned it today. I proved my worth. I remember having like outstanding reviews. I remember having this one time where 
uh, my boss came into my office with two other, um, what were they? Uh, they were like the financial analysts of the company. And they came into my office uh, for a review. I forget what the, what the review was. I forget what it was called, but it was just a financial review. Anyway, these guys came in and there were some number crunchers with them. And one guy was just like, you know, Eddie, you've done this and this and these numbers here and these numbers here. And I'm just, and he, and he literally is like, I'm racking my brain right now. I can't see how you did it. How did you do this? How did you achieve this? And it was at the, the top of my career. I was doing the best. It was managing a smaller property. It was about 300, 300 400 units or something like that. I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was like 200. But anyway, I was managing an apartment community. And he was just like, how did you do this? How'd you do this? And I'm like, I'll be honest with you. The only thing I know how to do is to help people feel welcomed and get people to stay. You know, and that's it. Help people feel welcome and get them to live here. That's all I knew how to do. So we had, I had a great staff and we pushed them. And my boss was looking at me. She's like, what else do you need, guys? I mean, he's not a number cruncher guy. He's a guy who just knows what his job is and he does it well. Even after that meeting, I walked away feeling very anxious, like, oh my gosh, like, what if that was a fluke? What if that was a mistake? What if I, what if I, you know, I didn't have all the answers the guy had for me. Like the, the questions the guy had for me, I didn't have the answers. And it made me feel even more, even though everyone was complimenting me, I felt even more subconscious, like, like self-conscious, excuse me. Do you understand what I'm saying? Is because I chose every single day to focus on the crap. I focus on the crap. My goal was always two things. You know, just to have a day mapped out like, hey, this is what you got to do today. And it's going to be a great day. And then to go to bed feeling like I'm amazing. That was my goal. I just wanted that. I just want to say, all right, here's what I got to do. And I go do it. And it, it feels good. And my, and my next goal became, all right, I need to, maybe I need to change that goal because something's not working and I'll explain what. So my goal was simply, okay, I want to have, I want to know what to do every day. And I want to feel like when I'm done doing it, I feel good. All right. And my plan was always, you know, just, just focus on what's good. This happened after years. Okay, this happened after I was fired. And then I went for another job, got fired again. I've told the story a hundred times. I'm not going to tell it again, I promise. But after I was fired twice, and then I went through three years of absolute depression and misery and anger, I finally woke up. And one day I said, okay, three years is a long time. I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't even know who I was anymore. I've completely forgotten it all because I focused so much on the crap. And here was my new plan. My new plan was focus on the good and create something that I can be proud of every single day, even if that something is small, even if that something is tiny. Just so that I have something new to focus on. Just so I have something better to focus on other than, Eddie, you suck. Anything good. And Mel Robbins was so right. So I went on a quest. I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm just going to focus on the good. And if I can't find it, then I'm going to create it. Even if it's a tiny thing. Like calling a friend and saying hi. And at the end of that conversation, feeling like, wow, I had a nice conversation with a good friend who now feels like I care about them. Because I do. Even if I could just do that. 
right? That would be something. Because if I could focus on that, if I could magnify that, then I might, just maybe, maybe I'll want to do it again. And if I do enough of those things, then maybe I can expand on that. So I would just keep doing those things. And I'll be honest with you, for a very long time, it never felt like it worked. It never felt like it really worked. You know, because I could never... I could never forgive myself for the stupidest things I've done in my life. Never really at the time. I couldn't. I struggled with it. But at some point, I, you know, because here's another thing that doesn't work, obviously. Staring in a mirror and saying, you're amazing. That doesn't work. It's so fake and so phony and so unbelievable, you know. And, I, and I'm, a, I'm bummed about, like, that I've come to this realization because I used to teach people, like, just oh my gosh, just say something nice about yourself for once. And some people were just like, they can't believe it. They choose to not believe it, so they call it fake. I get it. So my point in this next part is I just, as I'm, as I'm doing this, as I'm creating these little tiny experiences, right, and I'm conflicted massively because I don't buy into it. I really don't. I, I, you know, I, I, it's so easy because I'd been working for, for many years of my life to beat myself up. It's so easy to do it. That even still to this day, after all the wonderful things that I've accomplished just in the last year alone, it's still easy for me today to wake up and go, you suck. It's so easy for me to go down that road again. I'm almost embarrassed to admit it. I'm just being vulnerable with you right now. I'm being honest. All right. Like if a person comes up to me and say, Eddie, what you did was horrible. You suck. That would eat away at me even more than the hundreds and hundreds of messages and conversations I've had with people who've said, Eddie, you've changed my life. Isn't that interesting? Just one. It takes one individual who's got so much, so many problems in their life that they feel the need to dump them on me and project it on me and say, Eddie, what you did hurt. You suck. For that to hurt me is insane. It's absolutely insane, but it's true. It's true. So maybe one day I'll get over, I'll get past that. But here's, um, here's what happened. So one day I remember having, um, taking a chance, right? And I said, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do something that I've never tried to do before, which is to help another person by asking that person to buy something. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this is, it's crazy because it, it was scary at the time. This was, you know, coming on now four, almost five years ago. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. I'm just going to try to help a person by asking them to buy something. And I remember having the conversation with myself saying, if I go into this worried about, if I go into this focusing on the crap, which is, oh my gosh, I could put this relationship at risk. I could really hurt this person. I could literally end our friendship if I asked them to buy something. If I focus on that, I, I it just said to myself, like, if it was after, like, a good, you know, a couple weeks or a month or a couple, I think maybe it was a couple of months of doing small things. 
But if I, I just kept saying to myself, if, if I focus on the crap, then I'm going to bring the crap to the conversation. And I don't want that because this person I happen to actually like very much and I want to help them. And this thing that I want to sell to them, I know will help them. If I bring my crap to the conversation, it will not help them. It will, it'll put a wedge in between them and what I believe will help them. And so I decided not to bring that crap into the conversation. I decided to change what I was focusing on and kept saying to myself, okay, this is a person I care about. This is a product that I care about that I know will help them. I need to tell them about this. And I can't be in the way. I have to be the messenger because it's not about me. One of my favorite movies is Doctor Strange. Where, you know, uh, if you haven't seen the movie, don't worry, I'm not going to get into it too deep. But basically where this woman tells this man, she's like, you know, you, you know, you've lived your life, you know, uh, using fear as a motivator. And he says, and he's like saying, well, it was fear that made me a great doctor. And she says, actually, it's fear that's kept you from greatness and from learning the one true lesson that was that plagues us all. Or that learning the one truth, the one truth that we all need to know which is it's not about you. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's like one of the greatest moments in Doctor Strange. You got to go see it, but it's so cool. And that was when I said to myself, it's not about me. I've got to help this person and it's not about me. And if I'm going to do this, I have to do this all in because I believe in my product and I can't be the thing that's in the way. I've got to get out of the way. So I decided to check my crap at the door and focus on the value that I was bringing. And so when I talked to this person, I listened, I asked great questions to help understand the problems, and I made an offer. And I said, here is the tool, here's how it's going to help you, get it, and I'll help you use it, and I'll make sure you get a solution to these problems that you have. And they say this, and they said yes. They said yes. <laughs> they said yes. In that moment, I did it. I got out of the way. I focused on what was good. They bought the product, used them, and got great results. Of course they got great results. They got great results because I chose to focus on why it was gonna work and why it was gonna help them. And more importantly, how it was going to enhance our relationship instead of end it. Because I've done many sales transactions that ended, ended relationships. All because I personally focused on the stuff. <laughs> okay. So what I learned, what I simply learned in that moment was that I could do it. I could live my life consciously focusing on the good. I could do everything in a way that is authentic to who I am by focusing on how it worked. And so when I look at my Clifton strengths, now it's my weapon against the nonsense that takes place inside of my head that tries to beat me down. Instead, I look at my Clifton strengths and there it is. There's the truth. And now here we are about five years since those days of my life and all I've done for five years was worked on focusing on what's great about me. When I, when I got introduced to Clifton Strengths, holy cow, I became bulletproof. At this point now, even though I can sometimes slip into those dark places of Eddie, you suck, it pulls me out so fast. 
Because then I can look at my strengths and I can, I can say, oh, well, I did this and I did that. And there's my strengths right there to prove why what I did worked and how I contributed to those successes. And so now, right now in my life, I'm at a place right now where I am so bulletproof. I can, I can withstand anything. I mean, sure, I can get hit, I can get kicked in the stomach, and I can fall, I can even throw up, but I can get back up every single time. And it's because I focus on what's great about my strengths. I focus on the good rather than the crap. And what I would teach anybody is that if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling hurt, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling sad, whatever, you were in other people's business or you were in God's business, my friend, get back into your business Take a look at what's good about your life, what has worked, and the strengths that you have with your Clifton Strengths Report and seeing, oh, look, I got strategic, I got activator, I got futuristic, I got woo, I got self-assurance, I got learner, I have uh, communication, I've got competition, I've got focus, arranger. Input is my number 11. My number 12 is achiever, and my number 13 is significance. This is my, this is my team. My 13, my top 13, these are my, this is my team. This is what I roll with. And damn it, when we roll together, people benefit. The world gets better. And I am happy. That's what I want for you. So stop focusing on the crap. Focus on what's great about you. I hope you had a great time in this episode. I hope you did. Um, I hope you share it. <laughs> I think... I think a lot of people in this world could you benefit from these stories and these messages that I share on my, on my podcast. <clears throat> have a wonderful day. I mean, seriously, have a wonderful day. Have an amazing day. Have a day you deserve. Because like Brene Brown says, is that worthiness is your birthright. Ugh, daring greatly. It's a great book. Highly recommend it. Um, so have a wonderful day. Enjoy the show. Uh, I'll, I'll be doing more episodes like this for the rest of the year. Um, right now I'm like looking at the next, this is January right now. I'm looking at the next three months of my life where I'm going to be doing four. No, wait, one. I think it's five. Yeah. I've got five workshops planned just in the next three months. Um, some of them are private workshops, right? And some of them are, um, uh, some of them are, uh, public. And the public one is coming up in Phoenix, Phoenix, March 10th. Go to uh, my Facebook page if you want details, or you can email me at eddie at eddiepvia.com. And um, other than that, uh, enjoy enjoy the next episode and join me. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, go to uh, unleashmystrengths.com and get entered to win my 90-day planner. My 90-day planner is designed specifically to help you apply everything you want to do, Right? Apply your strengths to everything that you want to do for the first 90 days of 2020. Just go for it. Uh, and you can win one for free at unleashmystrengths.com. After you enter, you can even get some details on a, on a, a little, a small, a, a, small <laughs> a small little program uh, training that I have for people to take their Clifton strengths to another level. It's really small, but it's really awesome. It's short, but it's going to give you a lot of insight and help you with your strengths report. Um, and uh, go check it out. So have a wonderful day and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. For more strengths coaching and tips, go to eddiepvia.com 
or join me live every Saturday morning, 9 a.m. Mountain Standard Time at facebook.com forward slash grow with it. This episode is brought to you by Launchpod Media.